Welcome to Fresh Take, where we speak to food systems experts about topics related to organic and sustainable agriculture, healthy lifestyles, and the environment. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our latest Fresh Take episode. We're delighted today to be talking to Roland McReynolds, Executive Director of the Carolina Farm Stewardship Association. Today, we'll be uh, discussing with Roland the history of um, CFSA, as is uh, well known, and some of their missions and goals and the great work that they're doing, not just in the Carolinas, but really in, in, in many ways throughout the Southeast that's really benefiting, you know, organic uh, food systems. Welcome, Roland. Thanks so much, JC. It's a pleasure to be here. We really appreciate the chance to talk with you. And, um, you know, we have so much ad- admiration for for the work that you all do. And um, so it's it's great to be here, a part of Fresh Take. Well, thank you. And in fact, we do have, uh, because of our organizations having been around for some time, um, a lot of things in common. And of course, we share, you know, many of the values that, you know, really gets us up in the morning every day for us yeah. to, you know, do the, the work that we do. But can you tell us a little bit about CFSA, how it was started and, you know, some of the uh, things that you're doing right now? Uh, so Carolina Farm Stewardship Association was founded back in 1979. Uh, by a small group of organic farmers and gardeners who were looking around at the food system in the late 70s. You know, that was the era of get big or get out agriculture and and small farms were being squeezed. And and there was a lot of growing concern about the impact of of agricultural practices on the environment and our ecology. And this was a group of farmers who wanted to do something different. They wanted to see uh, agriculture that would work with nature, that would heal soils and, and you know, bring healthy life back to soils and therefore healthier food. And, and then they wanted that food to be feeding their community and not to be part of sort of just a, a global, um, you know, commodified supply chain that, uh, that treats farmers and, and farm workers and the land as just sort of, you know, widgets. Uh, you know, so these were folks who wanted wanted to see something different. They couldn't get support from existing uh, agricultural institutions at the time to learn about how to grow organically. Mm-hmm. And so they turned to each other. And so CFSA was really formed as a as a peer to peer network of these farmers and gardeners for them to work together all together to help improve one another's farms and to build an alternative uh, food system. Uh, so over the years, uh, you know, many years, you know, 40 something years intervening, uh, our, our vision has always stayed the same. Mm-hmm. A, uh, a sustainable regional food system centered on local food and organic agriculture, where farmers and consumers and businesses are working together to build a just, healthy farming future. Um, so we advocate, we educate, we build connections uh, to achieve that vision. Um, and, you know, we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And so, um, you know, it's as for us, it's really important that we are a farmer driven membership organization and mm-hmm. the, the needs and uh, challenges that farmers face every day is central to how we organize what we do. Yeah, yeah. Certainly. And, and and as I was saying, we have so many things in common. Right. You know, FOG was also started by organic farmers back in the 80s. 
who also were like many other organic farmers around the country, saw the need to have an organization that would support each other, uh, provide that needed technical assistance that you know was was missing in, in in many ways. But similarly to you all, you know, sort of just have that peer-to-peer network as you mentioned, which is great, and it's great about the organizations, both of our organizations, but many similar organizations throughout the country. Um, and 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 as I was saying, you know, we've always admired the work that CFSA does. You put together a great and wonderful conference, uh, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But and I'm sure that there's also probably some things that you know from those early days back in you know the uh, late seventies till now have uh, have changed and and you adapted to you know um, the current sort of you know landscape also absolutely would you mind you know sharing a little bit about some of those changes that have occurred. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you'd look back at, at, you know, our old newsletters and that sort of thing from from the, the 70s or late 70s and really into the 80s and 90s. You know, uh, the, the main act, some of the activities of the organization have always stayed the same, providing educational programs right. and, and that sort of thing, for instance. And you mentioned our conference. Uh, but one thing that we also that what was an important service that CFSA provided originally was actually acting as an organic certifier, right? Yeah. Uh, this was before there was a national organic program. And that's when organizations like uh, CFSA and Florida Organic Growers and other organizations really um, kind of had to uh, come up with organic standards. There was no definition that was really widely understood um, or and specifically understood and certified to. And so that's how we work to support farmers, a a key part of the work that we did to support our farmer members back in in the 80s and 90s was providing that organic certification, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so that there was actually a seal, a brand that those farmers could use to to demonstrate to the rest of the marketplace that they were following agroecological, earth-friendly farming practices. So um, so that was an important part of, of how we got started. Uh, and we did that along with research and, and educational activities. Um, you know, once the National Organic Program was established, CFSA's, uh, you know, board and membership decided that they they didn't want the organization to continue as a certifier and wanted it to expand what it did in terms of education mm-hmm. and to expand what it did in terms of terms of advocacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so today, an important part of what we do as an organization is policy advocacy on behalf of uh, local and organic agriculture in North and South Carolina and, and nationally. Um, and so, you know, that's that's been one evolution. Um, another evolution, I'd say, has been, you know, that o- over the years we've expanded the other ways that we help farmers get to market uh, with uh, sustainable and organic products. Mm-hmm. So whereas we don't certify farms for organic certification, we do assist farms in developing their organic systems plans. We assist them in developing conservation plans and implementing conservation practices on their farms. We help them uh, pass food safety certification, you know, so we have an extensive consulting for them on, on good agricultural practices. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of things like that, that, that really are focused on building or connecting farmers to the infrastructure that's necessary to really create an alternative food system uh, right. in, in our region. Right. Um, and so you've already touched on, on what my next question was going to be. So I'm, I'm glad that you've started to mention some of the programs 
really that you're all you know, involved in. And I, you know, encourage everyone listening to visit CFSA's website. I believe it's carolinafarmstores.org where you can see, and it's just so many programs and so many things that you guys are doing. You've mentioned uh, a couple of them right now. Right. One that, you know, in, in my uh, sort of selfish, you know, way is the uh, uh, high tunnel and protected, um, you know, ag systems that you guys do work on. Yeah. But there's also, you mentioned market access, for example, right. and some of the other, I guess, services that you're providing. Is that something where, again, people uh, by you know going to your website can find out more about these programs, or or is there a particular program that you also wanted to sort of highlight and, and let people know that it's uh, something that they might want to consider? Yeah, no, thanks for that. Those are definitely um, things that that folks can find uh, more more information about on our website. You know, generally speaking, uh, sort of the the consulting and technical assistance uh, services that we offer are free to our farmer members uh, in, in wherever they are in North or South Carolina. Although obviously, our most of our members are in North and South Carolina. Uh-huh. So yeah, I think uh, you know the high tunnel consulting is a great example of where our advocacy uh, work kind of feeds into our policy work. You remember, uh, you may recall from, I don't know, 10 years ago, um, the USDA started to feel some political pressure to put more money into uh, organic uh, producers, and particularly through um, the Environmental Quality Incentives Program. Mm -hmm. And so they they developed, they they decided they were going to start offering generous cost shares for uh, small-scale vegetable producers to put in high tunnels. Right. So, you know, having advocated for that, we could then see the need that our farmers had for support to help implement and and to pr- produce healthy vegetable crops under high tunnels and other sorts of protected forms. Obviously, those are things that are really important for small farms. They seek to extend their seat, their growing seasons, and so have have uh, you know more income over the course of an entire year. Uh, and so, so that's been a really good example of a service that we developed in order to address the specific need that we were that we we're hearing about from our farmer members. Similarly, with uh, you know our good agricultural practices consulting, we we've been trying to help small farms get into you know more local, regional, and mainstream markets over the years. And increasingly, you see the need for some sort of food safety certification as a prerequisite for being able to sell to a school or sell to a, uh, a grocery store uh, or grocery chain. Mm-hmm. And so helping farmers navigate that and, in, and, and helping to make sure that um, as these food safety schemes are created, that they are practical for small farms to actually implement has been has been again a really important kind of feedback loop between the advocacy work that we do and the market development work that we do to help small farmers make a, a successful living in agriculture today. Yeah, it is admirable, and, and I believe that in being involved in policy and advocating for policies that benefit farmers, the kinds of programs and the kind of things that we now have, uh, you know, you mentioned EQIP uh, just a minute ago about, you know, the high tunnels and and many, many other programs. So we, we again commend, you know, CFSA for the work that they've done over the years that's really making a difference, not only for the farmers in the Carolinas, but really, you know, uh, everywhere. And so I, I think that that's definitely something that we we really admire about the work that you're doing and, and really, again, are grateful because, you know, we are here in Florida and other places benefiting from a lot of that work as well. Um, and one of the things that I think is 
particular to the Carolinas is the uh, Organic Carolinas Initiative, yeah, right? Absolutely. Uh, which is a uh, can, can you tell us a little bit about what um, yeah. th that is, and and maybe perhaps some of the things that have resulted from that initiative? Yeah, yeah. Our Organic Carolinas Initiative is really a a program that we've had ongoing for. 10 years now, uh, which is, uh, you know, structured as, as a long-term strategy to help build the organic agriculture community here in the Carolinas. Um, you know, our in goal is that, you know, when the program was launched anyway, was to try to double uh, the size of the organic sector in the Carolinas by 2020. And, you know, it's, it's pretty exciting. I mean, that in fact, you know, since 2012 or so, there's been a 1,200% increase in the number of organic farms in the Carolinas. Wow a 375% increase in the organic acreage in the Carolinas mm -hmm. and farmers are selling 600% more organic products uh, today wow. than they were, you know, back in 2008, 2010, 12. So we've, we've absolutely seen the, the hypothesis that we had was true. That hypothesis being that with our climate in the Carolinas, with the sort of the ample, uh, relatively ample water supplies that we have in this region, with our temperate climate, with our proximity to, uh, you know, large populations, that farmers and especially small farms in the Carolinas could be seizing more of the organic market share out there and and being more successful. Mm -hmm. and, and we've definitely seen, seen that demand, uh, seen that supply catch up with that demand uh, over the last 10 years. And, and we've been, uh, you know, really pleased to, to see these benefits and see this economic uh, impact happening for for farmers in our states. That is awesome. Yeah, that is a, and, and congratulations on the uh, success and, and hopefully continued success when it comes to just expanding organic acreage and, and organic farms in, in the Carolinas. Absolutely. There's also um, uh, something that we have recently found out about some of the work that you are all doing. I think it's the uh, Lomax farm, which is, uh, I believe, an uh, educational farm. That's correct. That's correct. The Elmacy uh, Lomax edu Research and Education Farm in Concord, North Carolina, is one of the country's longest established incubator farms for new organic farmers. Uh, CFSA has been operating the farm for about 10 years. Uh, and in addition to being an incubator farm for aspiring organic producers and, and beginning farmers, it's also a place where we've been able to do research projects on organic high tunnel production of tomatoes uh, and, and other sorts of produce specific organic production specific research to help farmers in our region adapt uh, what they're doing to the unique climate soils and pests of our region. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's a really great asset that we have in, in strengthening uh, the educational and support network for farmers of all phases uh, in the Carolinas. Mm -hmm. um, another uh, important part of what, what we get to do at Lomax is by providing hands-on learning opportunities to uh, especially the K through 12 students in uh, the Cabarrus County school system. Uh, you know, we worked with the local school to develop a STEM curriculum uh, that, that brings kids out to the farm. At one year before COVID anyway, we had every single eighth grader in Cabarrus County uh. come to, to Lomax Farm over the course of a year uh. and learn hands-on STEM training and literally get their hands in the dirt and connect with where their food comes from. So mm -hmm. it's uh, it, it's been a, um, a real pleasure to be able to be a part of of uh, making LMC Lomax Research and Education Farm a success. 
That is great. Uh, and, and one of the things that, uh, you know, speaking of things that I think that, you know, we have in common when it comes to some of the work we're doing, Fog has been doing a project for the last year or so um, that does also involve educating uh, students, um, in this case, um, junior and seniors that are maybe interested in careers in the organic industry. So similar to the work that Lomax is doing, we know that hopefully by exposing, you know, these folks at a young age, some of them might consider careers because there are careers that I think uh, many, many uh, students would love to be a part of. And uh, we're hoping that by us, once we, you know, work on the curriculum in terms of expanding it to more schools, uh, more and more people will be using our certified organic farm technician, which is the name that we have for our project. But again, very similar to some of the work that you guys are doing and love to see that, you know, you're making a difference also, you know, with with students um, in the Carolinas. Absolutely, absolutely. There's a, there's another thing that I've also sort of recently found out about CFSAs, and that's the uh, farm share program or project, I believe. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, farm share is a project that grew out of uh, sustainable agriculture community's response to the COVID-19 pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. So it originated uh, during the pandemic. We saw a lot of our farmer members who had in you know february and march of of uh, 2020 planted crops in the expectation of selling them to white tablecloth local food restaurants uh in in the spring and summer of that year and of course those restaurants were shut down uh due due to covid yeah. and, and the public health measures necessary so we had farmers with food and no place to sell it uh we had uh, restaurant workers uh, who were unemployed or underemployed as a result of the shutdown of the hospitality industry. And so uh, we were able to launch this program, you know, really and very, very quickly uh, with support from the Blue Cross Blue Shield Foundation of North Carolina initially to um, to buy that food from those small farms. We worked with food hubs across North Carolina, provided them funding for them to work with individual farms purchase food from them and pay those farmers at the same, you know, market rate that they would get as if it was a CSA. Um, You know, I mean, we weren't trying to, to get the cheapest food. We were trying to get food, source food from, with integrity, source food with integrity from small farms uh, that, that are the heart of our local food uh, system here in the Carolinas. Mm -hmm. So the program was, was so successful in its initial iteration that we've evolved it uh, in partnership with the food hubs that, that we worked with in North Carolina and serving uh, farmers in South Carolina as well. Uh, We sort of shifted as the pandemic shifted away from just addressing the needs of the hospitality industry and getting uh, the food to food insecure communities. So a lot like how FOG, you know, uh, have, have your fresh access bucks programs and your SNAP EBT programs that, that are supporting the ability of under-resourced communities, historically disadvantaged communities to get fresh, healthy food. We've done something similar with, with our farm share program. So we were able to, you know, so far we've spent uh, since the start of the program in 2020, we're getting close to spending, you know, $4 million uh, on food purchased from small farms and distributed through community uh, uh, food insecurities, like at the local food pantry or the senior center uh, across rural North Carolina. Um, It's been really exciting and we're looking forward to expanding that program. 
as a part of uh, funding that uh, that is coming from the North Carolina Department of Agriculture and the U.S. Department of Agriculture, we'll be able to buy another six million dollars worth of local food to wow. distribute uh, to communities in need over the next couple of years. That is uh, so uh, we really see it as a as a kind of um, uh, as an inspiring kind of model for how local foods can actually feed communities in need and how farmers can still make a decent living producing that food. Definitely. Definitely. And then, of course, you know, as I mentioned in the beginning of, of our podcast, the uh, CFSA annual conference, it's one of those things and events that I encourage people, if you ever have the opportunity, I've attended a couple of them. Uh, even if you don't live in the Carolinas, you know, uh, and feel like you want to spend maybe a few days uh, in really nice weather, because typically it's really nice weather, right. you should attend uh, one of their conferences. The conference uh, for this year is on November 5th through the 7th, correct? That's right. And people still have time uh, to register online. That's right. And um, perhaps you can, you know, share with us a little bit about, you know, the conference and, and past conferences. And, and as I was saying, you know, uh, why people should attend the conference. Yeah, I appreciate that, JC. Um, and thank you for the compliments. Uh, we definitely take a lot of pride in our annual Sustainable Agriculture Conference. Uh, this year's event will be our 37th annual wow. uh, Sustainable Ag Conference. Yeah. Um, but obviously, um, with th this this it's we're doing it differently uh, since the pandemic. This will be the first time that we'll be bringing the conference back in person since COVID started. So we're really excited about the opportunity to actually bring our community together for uh, learning and and you know again the peer to peer uh, exchange of ideas and information that really makes the organic sector you know so vibrant and so successful in our region. Right. So yes, it'll be taking place this year, uh, November fifth through the seventh. Uh, at the uh, convention center in downtown Durham, North Carolina. Uh, we've got something like uh, 80 panels, talks, discussions, roundtables, on-farm workshops taking place on, on the, uh, the Monday of the conference, as well as, you know, trainings and input on how to be involved in advocacy, how to, how to support organic farmers. Uh, whether you, so whether you're a farmer uh, or gardener who's interested in producing the food or a community member, an educator, an advocate who wants to know how to better support uh, a, an alternative food system, you know, the Sustainable Agriculture Conference is, is a great place to come. Uh, we're going to, again, we're excited to be doing it back in person this year and excited to be doing it in downtown Durham, which just has a, a plethora of local restaurants that highly value supporting local farms that bring product from uh, small farms in the Carolinas onto tables in these uh, in the vibrant town of downtown Durham. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, Roland, we can't thank you enough for the time you spent with us uh, talking about CFSA. Uh, it is a wonderful organization and, and you're doing you know great work. We, uh, as I said, appreciate many, many of the things that, that you're doing for uh, organic farmers in general. And I remind people, as I said earlier, you can find out more by going to their website, www.carolinafarmstewards.org, uh, where you can find information about the programs that we discussed today, but of course, many of the other wonderful things that uh, CFSA is doing. 
Fantastic. We really appreciate the chance to speak with you here, JC. Thanks for your time. We have such admiration for all the things that Florida Organic Growers does and has done for so long. And and really, I just, I mean, the kind of uh, partnership and learning that that our farmers do with one another, organizations like ours do with, with one another as well. And it's, it's a real honor for us to be able to work with you all. Thank you. Um, and to all of you listening to our podcast, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, we hope that you will join us during our next podcast, and we look forward to talking to you very soon. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. FOG is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so to keep our content available and free to the public, we need your help. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen and consider making a tax-deductible donation. Learn more about our work on our website, www.foginfo.org.